happy fraternal greetings and good wishes to all the brothers and the sisters. Then there is too much expectation about Mekal. The expectation may lead to disappointment. We shall have to have normal temperament and conduct the prayers so that the energies are well received into us. An expectant mind generally obstructs the inflow of the energies. And you are expecting a great guest coming into your house and you stand at the door and you wait for him and as he comes in, if you don't let yourself out of the door, he cannot enter. He can't stay at the doorstep, obstructing the way and say, please come, please come, please come. Then he cannot come. Likewise, make all on one side we have the influx of energies which is told to us over hundred years. Every Mekal there is influx of energies into us like a, a huge waterfall, like a Gangavatarana. So to be able to receive the energies we should not have an expectant mind, but a normal, receptive mind. A receptive mind is enables to receive an expected, an expectant mind. It obstructs the inflow of energies. Every time and when we, when we invoke the master, we should be as opening our mind like a lotus. The difference between a lotus and a chakra is, chakra is in this continuous movement in a very, it's a very full energy. A lotus is an unfolding energy. When you wait to receive, to wait to receive is important than to stay in expectation. There is subtle difference. You should let the energy to enter into us and do its work. Since we are walking into the energies of Mekan, it is important that we have a, a normal mind, a mind which has not too much of expectation, but an orientation for reception. Otherwise all the effort that we generally make for the Mekal, would normally works out the contrary. It is like I was saying that uh, a, a great event is to happen. An elephant has come into the frontiers of our village or city. And then it does a great feat. But then as we go there, no feat is done. It uh, fizzles out. Like that, we, it is very said in Telugu, 
ఫర్ ఇట్స్ నాట్ వెరీ అప్రోప్రియట్ టు సేమ్ ఆటిటీస్ ఇక్కడ అండర్స్టాండ్ ఏనుగు ఏదో చేస్తుందని వెళ్తారు తుస్మరి పెంచేస్తుంది అలాగా మనకు కూడా దెన్ విఆర్ టూ మచ్ ఎక్స్పెక్టేషన్ బికాస్ ఐ హ్యావ్ టు జెంట్లీ వార్డ్ ఆఫ్ ది ఎక్స్పెక్టేషన్ విచ్ ఈస్ ఇన్ ది గ్రూప్ అబౌట్ ది మేకాల్ ది ఎక్స్పెక్టేషన్ ఇస్ ఎ ప్రొజెక్షన్ దట్ అప్స్ట్రాక్ట్స్ దీంట్లో సో లెట్ అవర్ ప్రేయర్స్ బీ ఇన్ ఎ కండక్ట్ ఇన్ ఎ మ్యానర్ వేర్ మిస్టే ఓపెన్ టు రిసీవ్ ఆల్వేస్ ది ప్రాసెస్ ఆఫ్ మెడిటేషన్ ఈజ్ వెరీ మచ్ నాట్ అండర్స్టూడ్ we think of getting into something it is not getting into something it is letting that something to enter into <coughs> if you open the door the light comes into the house you are trying to reach the light is an uphill task you can't reach the sun but the sun comes into your into your chamber so let let things happen is wisdom doing things is not wisdom human believe human mind believes in doing things but in nature things happen that's why to be able to receive we should be able to wait and wait to receive wait to receive is the mantra for meditation master jalpul in his writings he says the the, the technique of meditation is negative he says the technique of meditation is negative negative means it gives a wrong understanding to us anything negative is seen as negation but it is not true the technique of meditation is negative means a negative state of mind is a receptive state of mind to receive we have to be in the what we call the rana sanya in in sanskrit it is called rana sanya we wait to receive we wait to receive the sunlight we cannot go on meet the sun the sun itself will come to us so also the master will come to us the energy which we call the master whenever we say the master it is the energy which enters into master cvv and is conducting itself the master is also a channel to it master cvv is is a channel to that energy which has descended descended itself from the most high place so he said relate to the energy which me as a channel i am a means but i am not the end so that's why the master also says do not orient to my picture you can relate to my picture invoke the sound and later wait to receive wait to observe what is happening in you then the energy which enters into us as we invoke the sound master namaskar master c v v namaskar and then the hierarchy 
of Master's Holy we have. It helps us to receive the energy into us, just like from the local electrical station to our transformer. From our transformer into our, the main switch in our house, from our main switch in the house into our room, there is the flow of energy. So you cannot put your finger into the, into the plug. <coughs> Way to receive is passive dynamism. That is how it is said. You are alert to receive. You are alert to receive. You are not preoccupied. That's what we say during Janmashtami. Any moment the Lord may walk into your house. Isn't it? During the midnight hours the Lord may walk into our house. So we make small, small steps in the, with the rice flour and then make a way for the Lord to enter into our house. Isn't it? He may enter, but we may not know. He may enter, and we may not know. Many times, when the energy visits, we do not know because we are otherwise occupied. It has to be not an occupied state all the time. The trick of the mind is, it puts you to an occupied state. It has to be emptied, opened up. We have to open up. As we open up, it enters into us. Just like as we open the door to the east, the eastern light enters into us. So it's only opening that is said to be receiving, and that is what is called the technique of being dynamically negative. Sri Aurobindo calls it as a dynamic passivity, passive dynamism. Master C.V.V. says, invoke and then observe what is happening. We should observe the influx of the energy as it enters into us and as it functions as a vibrating principle in the whole body. <coughs> I thought I would brief this in the very beginning because we are into the energy now. Last night we entered into the energies of Mekal for the simple reason. The consolation of Dhanista is now prevailing. Master Sir, star is Dhanista. Dhanista is already today, till today till midnight today, and then tomorrow there is the Mekal as arranged by the Master. And Dhanistha speaks of acquiring energies. The constellation of Dhanistha is in Kumbharasi, that is Aquarius. So through the moon the energies of Uranus are transmitted to us this midnight. That is why, as students of yoga or discipleship, we should always note where the moon is. We should always note where the moon is in its transit. For that reason, we are asked to recollect the nakshatra of the day. 
nakshatra of the day. If you see the nakshatra of the day, you will be able to very easily see in which sunshine the moon is. Sunshine is a twelve, a twelve-fold division of the zodiac. Nakshatra is a twenty-seven-fold division. It's a more detailed division. Why nakshatra is important to be noticed by us? He is, when moon is in a particular constellation, it brings the related energies by reflection to us. The beauty of moon is, it reflects the energies to us. You may not be able to see, say, the something from the sky, but by arranging a mirror you can allow it to be reflected in your house, isn't it? When a plant is not receiving enough sunlight, what would an intelligent person do? He would arrange a mirror in such a fashion that the sunlight reflects through the mirror upon the plant. Then the plant receives the sunlight. Not only that, direct reception of energies could be too strong to be received and assimilated. A reflective energy would be much more soothing, isn't it? The sunlight, when you directly receive it during the midnight hour, it won't be midnight, midday, not midnight. When the sunlight during the midday is so very strong and it's such a complete, brilliant diamond light, you cannot look at it, you cannot stand under isn't it? But the midnight moon, midnight moon is nothing but the sunlight reflected. Moon reflects the light of the sun and we have a pleasant impact of it. Likewise, every constellation's energy is reflected by the moon when the moon transits a particular constellation. That's why our seers from ancient most times, they told us to relate to the nakshatra, not only tidhi. Today tidhi is saptami, vara, satrami, nakshatra, dhanishtha. Isn't it? Tidhi, vara, nakshatra, and then yoga, karana. These are the five which, which constitute panchanga. We only know the vara, the, the day. Most of us don't care to know what the tidhi is, isn't it? This is, don't take it that it is tradition, it is wisdom. The, when you relate to it, when you know the tidhi, you know how, what is the relation between sun and moon. The relation between sun and moon is better known when we know the tidhi. Tidhi is, let us say, saptami. Saptami means, we say saptami is an auspicious. Auspicious tidhi, we say. We try to do good things on saptami, you know why? On the day of saptami, the sun and moon are in subhadrushti, meaning trine, we say. Trine. They are in trine. 
సులెన్ దే ఆర్ ఇన్ ట్రైన్ ది ఎనర్జీస్ ఆర్ బెటర్ రిసీవ్డ్ అనేక ఆల్సో దే ఆర్ ఇన్ ట్రైన్ సో ది యాంగిల్ బిట్వీన్ సన్ అండ్ మూన్ ది మూన్ ఈజ్ నాట్ వెల్ ఓరియంటెడ్ టు ది సన్ యూ డోంట్ రిసీవ్ ది సన్ రైస్ సో సతీస్ ఆర్ కన్సిడర్డ్ మోర్ ఫేవరబుల్ ఇన్ ది సెన్స్ యూ రిసీవ్ మోర్ లైట్ ఇన్ టు యూ Why? Because you are the sun and your mind is the moon. Chandrama manaso jataha. That's how we say in Purusha Sutta. Our minds sometimes are very, are very receptive. Sometimes they are not very receptive. That's why not, all, not every prayer is the same. Why? Because the mind is differently oriented. The mind is differently oriented. and different days why because the 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 mind's orientation to the soul the mind's orientation to the soul and today is saturday that also we should carry the awareness with us knowledge enables expansion of consciousness today is saturday means the energy of saturn prevails energy of saturn is what we have to study the books energy of saturn is saturn preceded by saturn and then he causes consolidation of whatever you carry with you the work of saturn is consolidation while the work of jupiter is expansion it's like jupiter keeps on building growing causing expansion but an expansion without consolidation will collapse expansion without consolidation causes collapse that's why people who grow fast they fall also fast anything that grows faster falls fast anything that grows slowly it stands long cycles of time this is there are temples every corner of the street in villages towns and cities they don't last long like a jyotirlinga temple there are temples which have survived cycles of time there are temples which are which have very sharp life why because the expansion and consolidation shall have to work in unison just to give an example you build a brick wall you build a brick wall just because you have good number of hands if you go on building monday a wall of say 18 feet very quickly it is bound to collapse why because there is no consolidation there has to be brick and then there has to be cementing and after some it has to be watered well then only after say 4 5 feet of building again you make a a concrete band over it and again start building with the bricks at every phase you 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 bind it brick to brick you you bind it and again after every say 1 meter or say 5 feet 
you again band it with a concrete and again cure it with enough water and then build further. Such things last long. Otherwise the walls give way, they fall. So the importance of Saturn is of great consequence. The, the whole work that we have done from Sunday to Friday is consolidated on Saturday. The work, it is said in Bible the, that the Lord has worked for six days and on the seventh day he took rest. It is symbolically, mystically said like that. There is no such thing as rest in creation. The sun cannot say, I will rest on Saturday. The actor cannot say, I shall rest on Saturday. Nothing is a, it is a poise at all times, but no such thing as rest as the humans think of. The plant is not at rest, it is in continuous growth. The animal is not at rest. Nothing is at rest in creation. The planets are not at rest. Everything is in a continuous movement, but in a poised movement that we do not even see the movement. So therefore, the work that we do during the week shall have to be consolidated on Saturday for a further building from Sunday. It has to be like that. That is how we have to understand Saturday. Saturday is for conservation of the work done from Sunday to Friday. The six days' work is consolidated on the seventh day. And then again there is a fresh beginning from Sunday. For yet another step forward. This is how we have to see Saturday. And Saturday is therefore considered for review. All reviews for disciples is on Saturdays. From last May call to this May call, what have we gained in terms of awareness? Have we, have we expanded our awareness, which is reflected by the modified nature in us? I was speaking to you of the nature yesterday. The modified nature, do we have the same nature? Same anxiety, same mistakes, same ways of speaking. This is the measure. Did you improve yourself that your nature gives more comfort to you? So, Saturday we have to, every day kindly make note that the planets, the planetary energy prevails. There is, there is a greater detail about it, but to start with, do not forget the day and the planetary angel that prevails over the day. In fact, it only prevails for a quarter of the day. It only prevails for a quarter of the day. From twelve o'clock onwards, it's a different energy. Every quarter there is a different energy. At one o'clock when you have, uh, from, from, from twelve o'clock till six o'clock, you have the energy of moon, Monday, from Saturday to Monday. I don't want to bore you with astrology, but make road today is Saturday, because this is Keravara, isn't it? 
शुभ दिधो स्थिर वारे स्थिर वारे मीन्स वॉट यू डोंट से शनिवार शनिवार मन दिन स्थिर वार्थिर वार वाट स्थिर इंक्लीनेशन टू पांडर ओवर थिंग्स यू नथिंग अनफोल्स The Sirvara is Sirvara is known to us, but what is Sirvara we don't care. So we have to consolidate all the discipleship activity we did for the entire week today, so that you take a step forward for tomorrow. So that is Saturday. Then today is Dhanista Nakshatra. What is Dhanista? Dhanista means wealthy wind. Literally, it means wealthy wind. Wealthy, the wealthy wind brings you the best of things to uplift you. It's an airy consolation, airy. Aquarius itself, or Kumbhrasi itself, is called Vayu Tattva Purasi, meaning an airy sign. And it brings, and it is among the three airs considered as the spiritual air, spiritual, which which uplifts us. The spiritual air uplifts us. That is why we have introduced dhanista meditations. By dhanista meditation, only to uplift you with the with the help of the spiritual air, which is transmitted today. There is spiritual air. There is a, the mid air, and there is the mundane air. There are three three types of air. There is air in the region below the diaphragm. There is air in the region below the diaphragm, in the lower tarsa. There is air in the upper tarsa. That is mid air from throat to diaphragm, and then there is air in the head. The air in the head is spiritual air. Because remember always that your head contains all spiritual potential. See, snow, snow, it is said. Your head, it it has it has the potential for all light. And your upper torso from diaphragm to throat, it has potential for force. This is consciousness. The head is consciousness. The upper torso is the force, field of force. The lower torso is the field of matter. Matter, lower torso, force, upper torso, consciousness. So, from the higher circles, there is a descent of air into you to cleanse the lower circles. Pavamana, we say, isn't it? Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, "I am pavan among the airs." He says, "Pavaka among the fires." 
Vedasi says so, they are the ones which have the impact of cleansing and setting balance. Setting balance. So therefore the apana, prana, vayus, they are set to their equilibrium in samana, and you have, you gain the poise, you are poised to move upward. <coughs> There is apānavāyu, which, which regulates the activity below the navel. Then prāṇavāyu, which, which you breathe, inhale. There is a small book on prāṇāyāma, kindly read it. It would be very helpful. I would recommend to our brother, brothers in Bangalore, to translate into Kannada for Kannada reading people. It's a small book. <coughs> The whole work is the work of air. The whole work is the work of air, because that's why we say, Namaste Vayu, Sameva Pratyaksham Brahmasi, Vameva Pratyaksham Brahmavadishya. With the help of Vayu, the air, the fire in you rises. More air, more fire is generated. More air, more fire is generated. The fire is hidden in the matter in us, like the fire in the sticks of fuel. You know the samidha? The samidha has fire in it, but it is dormant. Likewise the fire which we are, fire is ultimately Agni, that is Shiva, and we are Shivamshas, each one of us is here, Shivam, Shivoham, Shivoham, like that we like parrots we chant, no? The most sublime things are said by seers. We chant them in a very routine manner. Sivoha means that we are a flame of fire. But where is that fire? It is hidden in the tissues of your body. It has to be generated. How can it be generated? Only the air can cause it. The air can dry you, dry you out and then make you fit for fire, and then it enables the fire. Evacuity cannot be put to inflamed. Evacuity cannot be inflamed. So the air helps. The air causes a balance between your prana and apana and sets you in samana. Otherwise, mostly we are stuck in the lower torso. We stay below the diaphragm always oriented to the material things. And we are conditioned by the matter that is surrounding us, and we are conditioned by the matter of our body. Our body matter, just like the fire in the stick, is conditioned by the stick itself, the material of the stick. How to generate fire from it? There is a way to do it. So, Dhanistha helps. Dharista, it belongs to the constellation of Aquarius. Aquarius is spiritual air, Gemini is the mid-air, and Libra is the lower sphere, the third air. Libra, the passions, the passion for things in the object of life is what is Libra. And it is by this passion we are bound. See how easily children are bound to certain things, even from the childhood. 
they develop they develop lot of passion and the passion continues with us we have passion for food for certain food we have passion for certain clothing we have passion for jewelry we we have passion for good appearance we have passion for for so many things which is the lowest of the three Now, that means you are stuck in apana when you are with apana apana paper then dabadu so therefore this apana we are stuck libra speaks of apana vai so this apana vayu from there we have to be lifted up that's why we say may he lift up the earth to the kings of beauty we are we experience the beauty of our life only when we live in our head please remember only when we live in our head when our awareness is not in solar plexus but is in at least in the brow center at least in the brow center when it is there then it is a lifted up state if you function during the day with a lifted up state then you see the whole thing in a different manner when you are at the foothill you don't see much you don't see much, isn't it when you move up the hill a bit you see a little more when you move to the top almost to the top of the hill you see better isn't it isn't it likewise when you are sitting in your solar plexus with all your concepts of mind and emotions then what we can see is very little what we can perceive is very little what we can experience is very little but if you move up a bit just like if you go to chamundi hill since i am in we are now in karnataka i speak of chamundi hill if you are at chamundi hill the city of mysore is better seen not when you are on the roads of mysore you have an overview so this overview is arranged by by certain there are spiritual signs by which overview is arranged Aries is a spiritual sign. Aries, Pisces, Aquarius are said to be related to the head. Up to Gemini. So what the master does is, from Aquarius to Gemini, he transmits the energy and from Gemini he enables pulling up of the, the energies from Libra where we are stuck. This is the work. from libra to gemini meaning from solar plexus to the throat from throat to aquarius means the top of the forehead top of the forehead is the place of aquarius and uranus is aquarius so if you are staying over here means even above the ajna we have the best of the vision so it is the planetary configuration is such 
that today moon is in constellation of dhanishta meaning what you stand the chance to experience the awareness moving up to the top of your head from there from there there is the moon reflecting energies upon us beyond that it's all is brahman we say beyond in aquarius the sign of aquarius is from seeming nothingness to positive something the sign of aquarius is regarded as bringing energies from seeming nothingness to apparent something meaning from brahman to atman that's all the scripture says we use all these words not knowing what they are all that which is permeating which cannot be apratarkyam abhigyayam alakshanam unspeakable uncomprehensible incomprehensible <coughs> beyond name beyond form which cannot be explained that is how the brahman is it tends to be atman which we call virat which we studied yesterday virat has ten states so that is there it 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 from the state of atman there is a reflection of energies from beyond from the from above from sahasrara vaya dhanista there is a headlight that is arranged into the whole system from here into the whole system up to muladhara when you think of the moon in dhanista already you are thinking of the light an arrangement of moonlight at the top of the head as well the largest star chandra shekhar only three deities are given that status in our puranas only three deities have that status of having a crescent moon on the head one is chandra shekhar another is the mother the third is ganesha that means they are they are always they reflect only from there they reflect so our target is that our goal is that our aim is that to reach that then we are aware that today is dhanista and it enables us to experience the sublime energies and there can be a downpour like a waterfall of energies from the most high circles into us with this awareness if we get into prayer with this awareness if we get into prayer it, it would have a different impact on us isn't it the aquarian water so cleanses the whole system that's how you can see saturday for conservation of the energies into us with the help of dhanista and then what do we say saptami the right angle between the soul and the mind right angle today the moon is in aquarius and sun sun is in gemini <coughs> it makes an airy agreement an airy agreement and master he wants us to initiate through gemini that's why he gave me a call 
as 29th May, where sun is around 78 degrees of Gemini. Gemini relates to throat center. Gemini also relates to the inflow and outflow of airiness, the double activity. There is no inflow and outflow of air beyond the brow center. If you observe, so when we breathe in, through the nostrils we breathe in and the air goes up to the bridge of the nose, which is referred to in scriptures as nasagra, bridge of the nose. That's where we have the brew, the junction between the two eyebrows, brew. Up to that point it goes, not beyond into the head. Isn't it? From there it goes down, it goes down into your system. And when you breathe out, the air moves out. Only the highest point is always around the brow. So when you observe the inflow and outflow, the double activity, the double activity of air relates to Gemini. Anything double relates to Gemini. And the whole nature is made up of it. As I said yesterday, cosmic substance and cosmic nature, prakriti and purusha. So our nature can be, I was speaking yesterday of our nature, our nature can be harmonized by relating to the activity of mass which is conducted by Gemini. That's where Gemini is taken as an important month for harmonizing the double activity. The harmonizing double activity means harmonizing the activity of the soul and the personality. That can be conducted with the help of another center of Gemini which exists in us at the throat. Throat is said to be Gemini center. So at the throat, when we make an utterance of the sound master CVV, our Namaskaras master, he should listen, the vibrations of the sound, when they impact the throat set. They impact the throat set. Every time when we make any utterance, we have to listen, its impact at the throat set. Because throat is, an ex- is a junction point. It's a junction point between the head and the upper torso. Throat is a junction point. From the throat above it is all light, from throat below it is all force. That's how it is said. From throat above it is consciousness, from throat below it is the field of force. Field of force and field of consciousness. So when you are working with the force of the sound, when you utter forth a stotra or a sukta or a song, a bhakti song, every time you should be conscious of what you are uttering at your throat. It's a discipline. Because throat center is the means by which upper higher initiations can be reached. Therefore, when you consciously utter the sound, 
आप भी मंत्रा मास्टर नमस्कार मास्टर सी वी वी नमस्कार सी वी वी इट मेक्स एटन वाइब्रेशन एट दि थ्रोट फ्रॉम वेर दे वाइब्रेशन मूव इन द अपर डायरेक्शन आल्सो इन टू दर्थ Because it's, it's like when you put a pebble in a still water lake, the 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 ripples go all over, and then again come back to the center, and then again they go back. It's not just when you have to observe that. As a child, you had you ever been at a village where you throw a, a stone into a still water lake? What happens from that point? Ripples go up to the shore and again come back and again go to the circumference and again come to the center. Center circumference, center circumference, center circumference. It keeps on moving for long time before it is settled, isn't it? It's not just one time it goes and comes back. There are many times that it. From center to circumference, from circumference to center, from center to circumference, from circumference to center, they move. <coughs> Just one trouble. So when you make an utterance at the throat and listen at the throat, there would be vibrations moving in the head. There would be vibrations moving in the lower, upper torso, and even lower torso. These are the movements that you are supposed to observe when you are in prayer. The master said, "Keep observing whatever is the happening in you after you after four days down, isn't it? The the vibrations keep on working for minimum fifteen minutes. Don't say only for fifteen minutes." The vibrations and these vibrations would rearrange the matter in you, rearrange the force in you. The matter and the force shall have to be rearranged. That's all. It's all there in us. Just like the matter in the magnet is rearranged in the presence of a magnet, the presence of the master, which is. The presence of the master is enabled in us through the sound, and that sound enables rearrangement of the matter and forces. With every prayer, there is a rearrangement of matter and force in you. When matter and force are rearranged, the awareness will find a better expression. Expression. The awareness finds better expansion. It, it permeates. Each one of us is but a unit of consciousness. We are essentially units of consciousness. Where we are Chaitanya Swarupas, that is how we say, no? Chaitanya Swarupulara ante vohan kundota. Manam kajyana pishtonta dekhada. It is there, but it should be enabled to express itself. It's like electrical energy. It permeates the whole. But there are obstructions in the field of force and in the field of matter. So the matter and force, when they are rearranged, then there is the 
flow of consciousness without any impediments. Nirvignam kurume deva. Isn't it? The impediments are no other than the impediments of ill-arranged force and matter in us. So therefore, the, this rearrangement is what the prayer does. Just utter for sit and then see how the pulsation is working. The respiration is working. This activity is always there in us. Always there. So the Aquarian moon enables the Gemini to function better. Therefore, the master of Aquarius shows Gemini as the, as the sun sign through which he shall uplift the beings who are stuck in solar plexus, which is represented by Libra. Libra means solar plexus. We are all stuck in our solar plexus because we are, we are so much into objective world, a world of matter. And always the thought moves into the world. Always the thought moves into the world. Even when we do prayer, thought moves into the world. It moves everywhere into the world. So that's where it requires a, a U-turn. The thoughts shall have to be given the habit of finding a U-turn into upward direction. The energies are moving in this downward direction or into the material world through thought. So therefore to bring it back into the field of light, study is given. Study of scriptures is to relate to the light. Rituals are given to relate to the light in you. Meditations are given to relate to the light in you. <coughs> but generally the, the mind moves. It has an inclination to move only into objectivity. But the master by his instruction to observe what is happening within us, what is happening within us, he is instructing to look into but not to look out. Isn't it? Ni lotatuna ni emeni zaraguna gamanensu sundamu. Ni lotatuna. Ni paitatuna kadga. That means, instead of dispersing into all the surrounding, you are converging into yourself by this instruction. So after uttering for the mantra, after uttering for the mantra, observe what is happening within. By observing what is happening within, by regular practice of observing what is happening within, we are turning the mind within. We are turning the mind within. Atatasusadi, it is usthundi. So when it turns within and it develops the habit of being within, it develops the ability to see within. To see within. 
Libra, as you see the symbol, there is an upper line and a downward line, isn't it? The, the lower line represents the world, the upper line represents the subtle world, the subjective mind. One line is objective mind, the lower line, which always goes, goes into the outer mind. There is other line over it with, with a hump. Isn't it? The line, that line has a hump. That's all Libra is given. Meaning what? That line which is, when you turn inside, the mind gets inclination to move up. Move up. That's how the hump is. The hump of the upper line in Libra speaks of ability to relate to the upper side through the subjective mind. So when mind is tend, trained to be subjective and starts looking up within, that hump of the upper line is what the master pulls up. With the help of that upper line, which is the subjective mind, you are pulled up. The lift-up can happen only with the help of the hump, the hump of the upper line. And that upper line we have to reach by, by regularly observing within. <coughs> we have to regularly observe within. That's why objective activity shall have to be completed very precisely, not to don't be generally in the objectivity with you. Then your mind only remains objective. Objective activity is generally reduced to the beautiful action, that's all, nothing more. Karyam karma, that's how Krishna speaks in Bhagavad Gita. Karyam karma means only that activity which you are supposed to do, say, nothing more. Meaning, what is to be done only. Don't go on indulging in objectivity. Make it precise. Make it precise. Don't let it expand itself and draw you out. It has to be made precise. Vittahara yogiharasya. In the name of food, in the name of food, means it's only an example. In the name of the sense objects, do not expand into objectivity. Accept as much as is really essential for you, not more, in anything. Turn inward. When you have inculcated the habit of turning inward and observing within, you are available for the Master to repair you. It, is, it means that you have made yourself, you are into the mechanics shed, let us say. Your vehicle is into mechanics shed for repair. When you are generally introverted, <laughs> extravert we can be to fulfill your responsibilities. We have to be extraverts, meaning turning into objectivity to fulfill our responsibilities. 
because that is our karma. Our responsibility is nothing but the karma that is ordained. And they try to clear it on one side. At other times, turn inward and look upward. Turn inward and look upward. To look upward only, observing the respiration is given as a technique from ancient most times. Observing respiration because it's an activity that is happening. Another activity that happens when you turn inward is the, have, the mind keeps on thinking about things. Isn't it thoughts? Thoughts. Our problem is our thoughts, isn't it? They are incessantly emerging, incessantly. They keep on coming. Observe. That is also observation. Either you observe how the respiration is happening and pulsation is happening, or you observe how the thoughts are happening. What kind of thoughts are happening? The thoughts kidnap you and take it with you, but they can then again you have to bring it back. Observing thoughts is a good game. It's like observing the various thoughts that happen on you is like observing the movement of imagery on the silver screen. Mind is silver. Mind is silver. We have a meditation also like this. It is like a silver screen upon which so many thoughts keep on passing in great speed. Just like in a movie, so many events keep happening on the movie. But the screen is the background for it. Without all this imagery, the screen is a silver screen. Likewise, our mind, when you keep on observing the chin, the variety of thoughts that keep coming to us. When you keep observing, normally the thought pulls you away, but again you come back and observe. This is another practice. These two practices are age-old practices to move towards light from within. The master is helpful in that process. See, a master is like a, a catalyst which enables the process. We are making a triangle with the Brahman, the truth. We, the, the, soul, the individual soul, to relate to the universal soul, we are creating a triangle with the master to relate to the universal soul. Triangular functioning enables manifestation. Without triangle nothing works in creation. All is worked out through triangles. So therefore, this triangular activity, the master is connected to the universal energy. He also connects to you when you invoke. So what happens is, in your attempt to relate to the universal energy, the master acts as a catalyst, as a, as a helper, as a guide, and enables your, your effort is reinforced so that you reach you reach 
that which is to be reached in your head. Just like when you add some yeast to the milk, it turns out to be yogurt. Milk by itself cannot become yogurt. Total astalada. By its presence, the milk transforms itself into yogurt. Buttermilk. It becomes, then you take out butter. All those processes are later. But then for milk to become yogurt, there is a catalyst called the yeast. The yeast enables. Likewise, in every process, chemical process, there are catalysts. If you ask a chemistry professor like G.S.N. Muthiyar, he will give us a list of catalysts through which so many processes are carried out to find the, to get the finished product and the catalyst remains intact. The beauty of the catalyst is, it is not absorbed in the process, it remains intact, it is collected again and reused. So is the master. The master remains, but he, his presence helps this process that we realize this, what we are essentially. We realize what we are essentially and we realize the Brahman from whom we have descended. From Brahman to Atman, from Atman to... Atma is Akshara Purusha and then Shara Purusha, the identities that we have with our name, form, caste, creed, religion, economic, social statuses. We have a different identity about us, which is a temporary identity. It is not a permanent one. We are essentially Akshara Purushas that have become Shara Purushas. Shara Purushas. <coughs> if anyone asks us, who are you, we will at best speak of our given name and the profession that we belong to, the caste we belong to, the gender that we are, and the nation we, that we belong to, or the race like Aryan race. I am an Aryan, I am an Indian, I am a Kannadiga, I am a male or female, I am a Brahmin or I am a Kshatriya, Vaishya, and I am an officer or a businessman or a professional. This is all what we know about us. More than that, what is it that we know about? What is it that we know about us besides what we have gathered in this life? But we have, we have ourselves formed this body in the womb of the mother and then we came out and gathered all this. But we are not what we have gathered. We have been there even before entering into the womb of the mother. And we have been, what were we before we entered into the womb? What for we have entered into the womb? We are only satisfied with our transient existence. Sharatva. That's why Bhagavad Gita speaks of three states. Sharapurusha, who eventually, through time, he takes birth, he grows, he settles for a while, then he receives, then he disappears. Akshara Purusha, which we are essentially, 
అది పురుషోత్తమ పురుషోత్తమ ఇస్ వాట్ వై కాల్ టుడే ఇన్ ఇంగ్లీష్ యాజ్ యూనివర్సల్ సోల్ విశ్వాత్మ అండ్ వియర్ జీవాత్మాస్ యాజ్ విశ్వాత్మ ది జీవాత్మ ఇస్ ఆల్సో ఎటర్నల్ దెన్ వీ హ్యావ్ అవర్ పర్సనాలిటీ యూనివర్సల్ సోల్ సోల్ అండ్ పర్సనాలిటీ పర్సనాలిటీ ఈచ్ లైఫ్ ఇట్ ఈస్ different each life it is different they are not the same every life in one life we may be a landlord in another life we may be an industrialist in a third life we may be a businessman in the fourth life we may be like a professional in the fifth life and in the life also sometimes we are male sometimes we are female alternatingly so many varieties of experiences we gain through each incarnation but who is the one that entered into it that should be known that is the soul we speak of jivatma so to ascend from not to get stuck in the charapurusha or personality har swabhava charapurusha is nothing but our swabhava yes akshara purusha the indestructible one and its source that's how the three is arranged we are triple we are a triple there is the paramatma in us there is jivatma in us and we have our swabhava this is the place of paramatma in us is said to be at the top of the head and the place of jivatma as as light as soul is in the head then he has built a personality right from the neck a, a circular symbol is given for the head and a triangle is given for the body so we are down under in the personality the ascent is from personality to the soul and from soul to the super soul from sabhava we have to move into the state of akshara purusha who is immutable who is unchangeable we are always living in that part you know which is changeable there's another dimension of gemini some part in it is immutable some part is it is mutable there is a changing part in you there is an unchanging part in you both of you in you the two are there in the olden days they used to experiment with the help of a grinding stone you know teragali teragali what do you call in kannada teragali varuna if you observe teragali there is no equivalent to it in english except saying the grinding stone <coughs> one part is stable the other part is moving isn't it is it not one part is stable the other part is moving so how is the floor made how are the pulses made into floor with the help of the unmoving part of the grinding stone the moving part of the grinding stone is causing the flaw if there is no unmoving part 
సపోజ్ ది లోవర్ పార్ట్ ఇస్ ఆల్సో మూవింగ్ ఇట్ బోత్ ఆర్ మూవింగ్ యూ కెనాట్ గ్రైన్ ఇజంట్ ఇట్ దర్శాయి తెలగలి ఇస్ గివెన్ ఎస్ ఎ స్పిరిచువల్ సింబల్ ఇన్ ఓల్డెన్ డేస్ ప్రతింట్లోనూ తెలగలే ఐ కెన్ ఎక్స్ప్లెయిన్ త్రూ తెలగలి త్రూ రోలు ఎవ్రీథింగ్ ఆల్ స్పిరిచువల్ ప్రాసెసెస్ కవ్వం దట్ అ పార్ట్ దెర్ ఈస్ యు ఆర్ ది ఎటర్నల్ వన్ యాజ్ ది సోల్ యూ హ్యావ్ ఎ పర్సనాలిటీ అనే స్వభావ విచ్ ఈస్ ది మ్యూటబుల్ వన్ దెర్ ఈస్ ఎ మ్యూటబుల్ పార్ట్ ఇన్ యూ దెర్ ఈస్ ఎన్ ఇమ్యూటబుల్ పార్ట్ ఇఫ్ యు ఆర్ ఇన్ యువర్ మ్యూటబుల్ పార్ట్ ఆల్ ది టైమ్ ఇట్స్ లైక్ ది టూ స్టోన్స్ మూవింగ్ నథింగ్ కెన్ హ్యావ్ stay in the immutable and work with the mutable that's how jimini gives the message stay in the immutable and work with the mutable if you want to catch a fish if you are also into the waters which are ever flowing you keep on swimming and catching fish it is more difficult isn't it because the fish is much more dexterous in water than the human as you swim if you have to catch the fish for the day to eat <laughs> it becomes a difficult process what do you do you stay stable isn't it you stay at the shore where you are stable and then set a bite into the water okay that's all are you staying in a boat and cast the net for catching the fish so if you are on the stabler side you are able to fulfill your work which in the world which is ever moving prapancha means it is ever moving because the five elements are in constant change the five elements are in constant state that's why weather is never stable isn't it can you have a stable weather it keeps on changing from morning till night and again through the night the very meaning of weather is it changes the world is made up of five elements and therefore it is ever changing world in an ever changing world if you are also ever changing in you then you you are not able to relate well and experience you are not able to relate well and experience if you are stable you can experience the beauty of the change that is happening if we are not stable we cannot say how the dawn is how is the noon is always the dusk is always the midnight how the waning phases of moon waxing phases of moon all these ever changing scenario is like a movie for a seer the whole creation is seen as a as an engaging movie why because he stays still stable unless there is this a stable state in us 
we have to locate ourselves in this stable stateless. In the field of force there is no stability. Sapatasa. In the field of matter there is no stability. The stability is only in the field of consciousness. How the electrical light is? And if you make a lamp, even if you set a chimney over it, it's not so very stable. Because the force of air causes, makes it, the flame flickers. But electrical light, even if you put the light, angle it towards the electrical light, it doesn't flicker. The lights flicker because in India we have different <laughs> fluctuations due to our inefficient, due to our inefficiency in arranging electrical connections. But electrical light is stable, isn't it? The flame is unstable. In the field of force we are not stable. That's why none of force are not stable. That's why I don't believe so much in power. Because power is a force that always consumes the person who is in it. Power, power is always puts you to tremendous limit. The force of air, the force of fire, the force of water, the air. They are very, very many, very great forces. So in the upper torso, that is from diaphragm to the throat, it's a field of force. So if you are in that field, you are not stable. If you are down under the torso, the diaphragm, you are still worse. The only place where we can be stable is when we are in the head. The only place where we can be stable is when we are in the head. Therefore, contemplation of light in the head. Contemplation of pulsating principle in the head. The pulsating principle can be very happily experienced at the forehead. At the forehead. Then it is like being in the sixth sky. Sixth sky. That's so, how a, 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 a bird of stature is always very high in the sky. Small birds which are after food, they are around. Small birds which are after food, they are only after the height of the tree. They stay on the tree, look for, for food take some food from the earth and again go to the tree. But then an eagle, an eagle, up there. It is generally up there and only when it needs some food it touches down. <coughs> Isn't it? Normally birds do not stay on the floor. They stay at least on the tree. At least on the tree. Isn't it? We are just grounded. The humans are so grounded, why we have the ability to be in the sixth sky? 
seers are those they live in the sixth sky and relate to the seventh sky. Seers. And when they are called upon to do some work, they relate to the five skies, which represent the five elements. The five ethers are represented by five elements. Akasha, Vayu, Agni, Jala and Pudhi. These are the five ethers. The sixth ether is where we are supposed to be, which is Agnya. That is our abode. That is our abode. If we sit there, you are stable. If you sit anywhere else in the body, you are not stable. So sitting in a stable throne, you can rule your kingdom in a good manner. Isn't it? Sitting on a stable throne, a king rules his kingdom. But he is not himself stable, he cannot rule. So, since we have in us the two states, a stable state and a mutating state, from the mutating, changeable state, we have to shift to the immutable, that is what the two pillars represent. Jaya Vijaya. In our system we say Jaya Vijaya. One is stable, another is changing. In between the two you reach the law. That's another step. This Jaya Vijaya is what we call as caster and polus in some other system as Yakin and Boyas in Masonic system. We say the two pillars of the temple, two pillars of the entrance. We have to go through. So take to the stable stage and relate to the immutable, enables you to master the immutable part of your life, the changing part of your life. Our life is in continuous change. Because we, we, we cross station after station from being an infant to a child, then to be a youth, a middle-aged person, and then an old-aged person, it should, it travel. In this travel, we can be, if you are stable, you are able to handle your life very well. Therefore, to be able to be masters of our own lives, so the master intends to initiate us in the month of Gemini, so that you are you realize the two aspects in you, be stable and handle the ever-changing things. Be stable and handle the ever-changing things. We don't have to be moving along with the moving things. If you have to move from one place to another place, you don't have to get disturbed. Isn't it? Normally we think of settling in one place, but then Master changes you from that place. He wants us to see if we are Master of change or not. Some changes always happen, isn't it? A change in health can happen. Are you worried? Why should you be worried? 
Why should you be worried? You are, if you are stable, I am, I am eternal. Something is changing in me, let it change. The identity with the stable part of you generates tremendous confidence in you. If you identify with the changing part in you, you, you suffer the impact of the change. Suffer the impact of the change, isn't it? If something is changing in your palm, including graying of the hair, we are worried, isn't it? If the hair is graying, we are worried. If the hair is falling, we are worried. If the knee is not bending, we are worried. That is me. Because you are not... See, if you get some sickness, don't think you are sick. It is your body that is sick. This distinction have to be established in us. Outer life changes are there, inner life changes are there. Isn't it? Outer life, you are well settled in Ballari, it is from your, it is your native place, your father lived there, your grandfather lived there. Then you are transferred to Mysore. If you are not disturbed by such a transfer, you are still. Then again you are transferred to Bangalore. Then you are transferred to Goa. Then you are transferred to Chennai, where you have to sweat. Isn't it? All these changes are that there is life. Wherever you are, if you are stable, you are a yogi. Wherever you are, if you are stable, you are a yogi. But if you have preferences or places, preferences for so many things, you are in these changing things, isn't it? Inside if there are some changes, why should you be worried? Outside if there are some changes, why should you be worried is a question that a master of wisdom asks you. Because it's all meant to be changed. We are all living in a changing world. The change is happening within you, around you, but you can still be stable. The stable part in you is nothing but your cerebral spinal column, that is the unchangeable part. The most stable part in you is your cerebrospinal system. Nothing disturbs it. The rest changes. The flow of blood, there can be changes in the flow of low blood pressure or high blood pressure and It has no impact on the central being that you are. You need to get this more and more into you so that you remain unperturbed with the changes within you and around you. Gada. One of the ayudhas, weapons of the Lord, is Gada. Gada is nothing but the cerebrospinal system. You hold it. They are safely held. When you see in the hands of Lord Vishnu a Gada, 
you should feel I, I am very well held by the man, by the Lord, I don't have to worry. Each one of us essentially is the consciousness that prevails in the, uh, that, that resides in the cerebrospinal column, the central column. The rest is a built up around it. The built up around it, it grows, it grows, and then it suffers some changes, and it also decays. Decays. So if you are in the unchangeable part, unchangeable part in you, you can experience the change happening in you. If something is moving around you, it doesn't affect you. But if you are in the movement, it affects you. That's the message of Gemini. One pillar is stable, the other pillar is mutable. Soul is stable, personality is ever-changing, it is ever-changing. And you feel the change more and more when you get into the later part of your life, isn't it? You cannot stand well, isn't it? You need a stick. You cannot see well, you cannot listen well, so what? So what is a, is only for those who stay in the central column. <clears throat> there are persons who function regardless of any deficiency. This is Surdas, no sight, yet he could live well. There are people who didn't have enough. There are bodily deficiencies, but still they, they did great things because they are stable inside. So this stability is what the master intends giving us. This stability is essentially we are. We walk into the unstable part of it, part of our being. There is a stable part of our being, there is an unstable part of our being. That is what is said in the scriptures as Nitya Nitya Vastu Vivekamu. We can speak of it, but when it happens, you should know, you should recollect it. <coughs> when it happens to us, if we are able to recollect and stay stable, then yes, the proof of the pudding is in its eating. So when in, in an event, how much are you disturbed? How much are you disturbed? How much stable are you? The Atman is ever stable. The Swabhava is ever changing. Ever changing. So in an ever changing world, to remain stable, enables you to experience the world in its fullness. But if you are regularly attacked by the changes in you, by your emotions, anger changes to your lot, desire changes to your lot, it's a movement in us. A strong desire causes tremendous movement of energies. Anger does it. Isn't it? Fear does it. Dislike does it. All those Arishad Vargas, we speak of Kama, Prosa, Lobha, Moha, Maha, Mada, Masariyas. If you are proud, you are in a changing situation. You are on a slippery ground. 
If you are proud, you are on a slippery ground. If you are prejudiced, you are on a slippery ground. Prejudice means opinions about people. That this person is like this, this person is like that, person is like that. It's all your opinion, it may not be true. Don't live in opinions, they are ever changing. Pride causes slippery ground. Prejudice causes slippery ground. Jealousy is another slippery ground. Hatred still works. Hmm? So all that malice that we entertain in ourselves are this, this, this slippery part in us. Therefore, stay in your stable part, then you can see how much jealous you are. You can yourself see how much jealous you are. If someone is better than you in one aspect, always someone is better than you in one aspect. Always. There can be healthier persons than you, there can be more beautiful persons than you, there can be more rich people than you, there can be more intelligent people than you. So, when you see and then you develop jealousy. That's what Krishna tells Radhana. Why are you jealous if I speak to other ladies? Isn't it? By just speaking to another lady, one's own lady feels jealous. Isn't it? Means very slippery. Why should you be? If two of us, three of us are there and two, two of them are not speaking and the third is not allowed to enter, to relate, do you feel jealous? Do you feel anger? Do you feel ignored? When you get such feelings, you are into slippery ground in you. Manlone There is a slide in us and very quickly we slide down. So therefore, the sign of Gemini, there, it, it, it is a message, the sign of Gemini. Sashvatai gave such on the book Midhila. In you there is a slippery sign, in you there is a stable sign. Stay with the stable sign, handle the slippery sign. If you are if you are stable, you can you can handle better, you can help better, isn't it? So to review the morning talk, Saturday should give you <coughs> to stay put in this stable side of you. That is what Saturn does. We are all afraid of Saturn, isn't it? We are all afraid of Saturn because we have so many limitations of slipping down. What Saturn does, he always may push you to a, a, a kind of a turmoil through which you gain your stability. He teaches you well. He teaches you in a hard way. If you do not learn, in a soft way. Jupiter teaches in a soft way. 
when you do not listen to jupiter the same jupiter the same master comes and saturn and teaches you what is it it's a matter of teaching he teaches you until you 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 gain what is to be learned until you learn he teaches that is saturn's work so on a saturday we have to think of joining the stable side in us anyway it had completed the whole configuration i spoke of saturday i spoke of dhanishtha i spoke of seventh moon phase but then there is a planetary configuration isn't it this vega all we have an excellent planetary configuration that is why master ike recommended to all his followers to daily look at the chart meaning the daily chart of the planets gochara if you see gochara sometimes the planets are an excellent agreement between them not that they are otherwise disagreed <coughs> they are always in agreement the only thing is sometimes they make such a certain aspect where earthris is very harmonious energy we are into such a situation uh, since about 3 4 days until the end of this mekal where there is a grand train between pluto the lord of death jupiter the master of wisdom and mercury which represents our viveka mercury is in taurus making a trine with jupiter and pluto jupiter is in virgo and pluto is in capricorn making degree trine it means something to us if we are really aspirants we always have to look for knowledge in thousands of ways thousands of ways luckily this time it came to it is master's will that you will all be given the astrological chart the the hyderabad <coughs> group bhagyanagar vivekananda group they are supplying you in the afternoon a daily chart we have a daily chart over there in the hall the prayer hall ivara ganapatrayena kada ప్రస్తుతం ఇవాళే తీసేసారు నిన్నటి వరకు ఉంది పాపం అదే మరి జోక్ అంటే డైలీ షాప్ ఇన్ వల్టిచర్ టెంపుల్ రాధా మాధవం డైలీ షాప్ వీ ఆర్ ఆల్సో నో సప్లై త్రూ వాట్సాప్ ది డైలీ షాప్ టు ఆల్ ఆఫ్ యూ మిస్ యూ మే నాట్ బికెట్ బికాస్ యూ డూ నాట్ నో ది ఫండమెంటల్స్ i don't complain if you don't know the complement but it's about time because astrology is is a, is a way master ke recommended daily look at where the planets are and what aspects they are making when you do that you know certain things are prevailing in certain times if you know that you you are profited by it you are very awareness of them relates to you. So when I say Pluto, it is the Lord of Death, Yama. He is in Capricorn. Mercury is in Taurus, in, in degree trine. Very precise. And the two are in trine with Jupiter, who is in 
మీరు చూస్తే ఇట్స్ ఎక్సలెంట్ ఆపర్చునిటీ వేర్ యూ గెట్ ది ఎనర్జీస్ ఆఫ్ డిస్క్రిమినేషన్ డిస్టింక్షన్ బై వేజ్ యూ ఆర్ ఏబుల్ టు అండర్స్టాండ్ ది హోల్ ప్రాసెస్ ఆఫ్ లైఫ్ and also of the creation so much is offered by that grand trine that is also there as yoga of the day so many things converge into this makeal this is how we need to be keeping our awareness open to to see through many ways to gain the knowledge and relate to that so essentially we have to always holding you the changing path in you the unchanging path the unchanging path is eternal the changing path however much you address it how much you address it it keeps on changing and one day collapses i don't say neglect it but is let there be not too much attention to it all the time too much attention to the changing part is not helpful because anyway it is a passing thing for a passing thing why do you give so much importance for a permanent thing you have to give importance stay in the permanent aspect of you and enjoy the passing thing related to you so that is a message of the day and in that there is also the message of the master in the sense his work he is to enter into us the aquarius the top of the forehead to initiate us from the throat the gemini point so that we are lifted up from our the mass of our material our energy is totally preoccupied with material so the matter you are lifted up to the force up to the top of the force center and then you are allowed to relate to the consciousness in you these are the three centers libra gemini aquarius master is his energy is transmitted from aquarius we receive in megal through gemini meaning the throat center as we utter for the sound and then we allow the energy to function in the upper and lower tarsos and just we observe we don't do anything allow it to happen allow the energy to make the needed adjustments you don't have to do anything having entrusted your vehicle to the mechanic you let the mechanic repair it that's what he says you let it to me i will repair it for you just sit quiet and observe how am i how am i repairing so this kind of process is what is to happen today this evening and tomorrow in greater measure and it will daily happen if you are regularly relating through the prayers in the morning and in the evening may that be so with all of us thank you for your quiet listening and whatever you retain with you you may try to practice if you just listen you may not retain much if you make notes you retain a little more 
or if you re-listen to it, it is still better. Anyway, it's up to you to recollect, to retain is your job, only to transmit is my job. Namaskar, Vishwamasana.